When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to One for the Weekend, the best podcast you've never heard of. Um, calm Takes. I'm going to keep that going. That's good. Last week, what I is offered it? What up is a Calm it? Take. What is it well, here calm it comes. Take? Calm Take is uh, it's not a hot take. It's offering it's a bit of calm to measure. the world. A bit of measure. Yeah, a bit of... Uh, mm. Yeah, calm. Uh, Conrad Ostrowski stepping up this week. Calm Take. Sorry is a decent manager, and Chelsea will probably be okay. It takes time to implement a system like his, and they've generally been good this season, while high-scoring losses to Man City and Bournemouth have blown it out of proportion. A calm take from Conrad there. Do you agree with Conrad? Let us know in the comments below. I do not agree with Conrad. Do do you not? No. You're not going to give him that? That's interesting. No, no, I mean, like, no, no, it's fair enough. Is he a decent manager? Let's break this down. Sorry, is he a decent manager? So far, he's had an excellent career. Hasn't won anything is the thing they'll throw at him. Yeah, but he's a fucking bank manager. Doesn't know how to win until he wins, does he? Does that make sense? Really? Is it, are you just trying to... You're so used to fighting the hasn't won a trophy argument that you're just... You're just I'll defend anyone. <laughs> you're just I'll defend anyone. Into it, yeah. uh, <coughs> no, I, no he, look, he'd done great with Empoli. He did amazing with Napoli. You did know. Well with Although him. someone did make the point the other day is... I can't remember who it was, but... Second best team in Italy finished second. In, uh, in the Italian league under Sarri. Like right. with the players and staff they had, the playing staff they had, they, they should have at least... Well, they got close, didn't they? Kind of, but they ended up about seven points behind by the end, I think. Mm. Um, no, like, he's... Yeah, I just think... I, there's a number of things wrong with him. He looks weird. He looks like an absolute tramp. Sorry. Homeless. He looks homeless. <laughs> Um, he's, he smokes a weird cigarette butt, which is weird. Yeah. It's like, just fucking have a vape or something. No, you can't even do that, can you? Um, and, uh, you know, he's playing, he's somehow managed to break Kante, which is impossible because yeah. he, he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's just playing him out of position. And the weird substitutions, that, these are the start, these are the things, like replacing like for like players when you're trying to change the game. Didn't they have like, they had a, t- a striker on the bench, I don't know who it was, it was a Giroud. Uh, when they were losing, and he bought on Zappa Costa for the the fullback they had on. What recently? Yeah, against Man United. Was it Emerson they might have brought on? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's like what, you, you, you know, well, it's all of those things, and you know, Chelsea. They're used to getting things their own way. Very good point, Blam. Um, thank you for your calm take, Conrad. If you have a calm take, last week we had Aaron Ramsey, and I offered up a calm take for the fact that. Of course, he's making good money because he's run down his contract. That's how it works. That was my calm take. This was Conrad's calm take. If you've got one, let us know in the comments below. That said, we will be talking about this. Are Chelsea in crisis? 
yeah. later in the podcast. Um, but before that, yes, and we'll also talk about the uh, EFL Cup final, of course, Chelsea versus Man City, and Man United versus Liverpool, which is a very big, 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 big game as well. Um, and and what? Oh, what? other are things. For, are you forgetting something? What? Is he forget- he's forgetting something, isn't he? But that's not the en- the agenda, is it? No, there's, mate, there's, there's so much stuff on here. It's ridiculous. Is we'll get bits? an update. Huh? Uh, what other bits is there? There's other bits, but yeah. What other talking points are there? Other talking points. I've got... Hang on, let me find them all. I've got... Well, those are two big games. Yeah. What am I missing? What are you missing, Jim? Free from the community? No. What are you missing, Jim? What am I missing? Something very personal to you, Jim. Yeah, Jim, what happened on Friday last week? Come on, let's do it. Come on. Thing is, mate... <laughs> It's not even that. What? It's not even that one game which I'm gutted about. <laughs> it's so the six previous to it. QPR lost to Watford. Undeserved. I think we can all agree. Are you, were you actually trying to get through this podcast without mentioning QPR losing? <laughs> you hadn't brought it up before we got here. I thought I might be able to get away with it. Do you know what is so shit? <laughs> right? This is so crap. Right? This is my life. So first of all, we have... So the Friday game. Okay, before the Friday game... I watched QPR go 4-0 down, bring it back to 4-3, get a 94th minute penalty to make it 4-all, missed it. Yeah. We missed that penalty. So that's a kick in the teeth, isn't it? Yeah. But I try and be positive. I try and move forward. We've <laughs> so got Rockford. Kind of We're still guy, in the yeah. FA Cup. This is exciting. It's a doable. It's a, it's a winnable game. Mm. We played well. You're talking about Wembley as well, weren't you? A they lot. had one <laughs> shot, pretty much. And it was like, it was from a corner where the ball just like dropped about and then Kapoe had a little snapshot and it goes in. <laughs> would you say QPR were the better team? I, I would say that. I thought we did really well. Are you still very much, got to go now, Annie. There's nothing left to play for. Well. Brentford are above you again. And then, right, this is, that's not the end of it though, right? So I've had that game. Then I've got the heartbreak of the FA Cup, which is very annoying. Mm. Then we've got a game on Tuesday night. Against the? Against West Brom, we played. And it's one of those where you go... Oh, you've played them already? Well, we played them on Tuesday. Well, what, was that, what was that result? Well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> played them on Tuesday and I'm already like, oh. Like, some midweek games, you're just like, like motivation's low. It's been yeah. a tough week. Yeah. It's been a tough couple of games. One nil down after a couple of minutes. <laughs> one all. Come all on, right. lads. Come on, Come lads. Come on, lads. Two one down after yeah. a ridiculous mistake from Joel Lynch. Yeah. Two two. Two two. Boss the second half. Five minutes to go, best player gets injured. We've made our three subs, so now we've only got ten men. So now we're like, we're backs against the wall. What happens in the 94th minute? I don't know. They fucking scored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, football. So again, we lose in the Who last Who scored minute. the goal? I know it now, because I saw it in the paper. Livermore. That's payback. Payback? Well, to me? For yeah. what? <laughs> That's payback for you goading me last week about Spurs not being in the FA Cup. Yeah. Jake Livermore. What was he saying last week? Oh, uh, yeah, but, uh, all of our league defeats. It's just because we're focusing on the FA Cup. Cup. Now what have you got? Brentford. Let's, all all right. of the sticks you've been giving to Adam. Shame he's not here anymore because they're above you in the league again. And we got them next week. Oh, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but yeah, we got... Have you lost, have you lost six, six of the last seven? And we've got Borough. Six we've got Borough, then Leeds <laughs> next Tuesday, then Brentford. We'll be fine. You, we'll listen, be fine. You, any manager right. that's won six, lost six on the bounce... You've got to start asking questions. It's no, time you for don't. It's you don't. Time to There's go. There's a wider McLaren's context. McLaren's got to go. I had this argument with Rory about Chelsea and QPR and the difference. And of course, yes, they've uh, got... Jim, I've got Ad on the phone. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Nice. <laughs> Ad. Are you right, serious? Ad, uh, you're on the pod. 
Um, is there anything you want to say to Jim after you've uh, gone above him in the league? I just want to say, mind the gap, Jim. <laughs> 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 Fuck's sake. Come right. on, Bees! <laughs> I, I've got a ticket to the uh, Brentford game, so just, you've just if you see me, walk the other way. Huh? He said he's got a ticket for the Brentford game. If you see him, walk the other way. Yeah, you'll see, mate. All right. Yeah, mate. Later. Later, mate. It's in. Uh, good to see Tanvir and Adam talking again after what happened the other <laughs> week. Yeah. Pl- Adam planned a drink up, and Tanvir went going gym. <laughs> Can't be asked. Okay. Can't be asked. Can't be asked. They were best friends once. Were best friends. Good momentum going. Said, in the Tanvir gym. said this, and I quote. It's funny, isn't it? We were like best mates and now we don't even talk to each other. Mm. You said that yesterday. Tanvir on the ones and twos. Maybe Welcome you weren't back. best mates, it was just convenience that he was there. True. Maybe. Uh, Tanvir on the ones and twos. We'll be testing Tanvir in literally a minute and a half. But first, um, reasons to listen. So first of all, we will get an update from the guy last week who was telling us about the situation with the girl and the gay best friend. Oh, yes. oh this is about whether he's going to be doing the, well, the bum, bumming or the bummy. He's going to be the bummy. Uh, no, no, that was us that came up with that. All right, he, yeah. He didn't know that was, yeah, we put, we put <laughs> the man. three together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, reviews on iTunes. So go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And Is we've been undone by our own community here. Why? Because we basically said, look, write th- give us a rating, five-star rating. Write down anything and we'll pretty much say it. We'll pretty much read it out. Yeah. So we've got one hell of a review here, which I'm almost like proud of our community because they've, they've undone us here. But like, I what feel like we should us? stick to it. I literally right, don't know what I'm you're talking about. I'm about to reveal it all, Let's, Flav. I'm, exo- I'm, I'm curious, a bit Good. fearful. Well, that was the point. And excited. That's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Brought it back. Well done. Um, okay, so this is the review that we've got, and this could be interesting. To see, So head over to iTunes, leave us a review, and you could go down the same road as this person, who I don't know what their name is. Um, right, so the headline is, soon to be the greatest podcast you would have heard of. And this is his review of the One for the Weekend podcast. The One for the Weekend podcast is an astounding ballad of metrosexual journeys blended with a steel passion of the working class male. Mm. The two hosts, Jake and Gav, (laughs) are the combination of what dreams are made of. Jake is an interesting, (laughs) (laughs) Jake is an interesting, intelligent and inconspicuous character who just grabs your attention like a controversial headline. A Chelsea fan since 2003, (laughs) But as a wide knowledge of football, you'll be sure to learn something new. Then there's Gav. (laughs) A ball of happiness and love. Gav lives for two things, Arsenal and the Sun newspaper. (laughs) With aspirations to write for the Sun, Gav often brings great insight (laughs) to modern football. This is incredible. And is able to make news and information easily digestible for the followers of this great podcast. Right, that's great. Is he finished? No. Right. Not only that, but his excitable personality will really light up the gloomiest of days. Now, let me get started on the bits featured on the pod. My personal favourite is the bit called Footballer's Thangs, where each week followers will send in their stories of when they've seen an ex-pro or current footballer bite a member of the public. This is an incredibly fun and inclusive part of the pod. As there are so many incredible stories shared each week. Another fantastic bit is called Twinkles. This is where Jake hits on Gav for 10 or so <laughs> minutes and it leaves Gav confused just uh, and with just the look of a soft, frightened face is enough to have me rolling on the floor laughing. I'm aware I've rambled on a bit here, but I can't explain to you my love for this excellent content. Please give the pod a go. You won't regret it. Hashtag fuck white tooth. 
went too far at the end. No, that's cool, man. That was very funny and very good. I like a twist on the review. So anyone who's watching this for the very first time thinks my name's Jake, thinks <laughs> your name's Gav. But the, 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 the problem with iTunes reviews is that no one reads them, do they? You don't look through a podcast and go, um, let me read some reviews and find a new podcast. Someone goes, he listens to this podcast, it's good. So, like, thanks for your efforts for that. It's good. Made me laugh a bit. <clears throat> but if you really want to help, tell someone to listen to it. Okay. Uh, last week we asked you which drink is the best drink to listen to the podcast to. Flat white. Uh, there were flat. There was someone was talking about um, black americano, medium roast. Some people liked Vimto because oh, we were saying how we loved Vimto. Love Vimto. Some people said water. And one guy said uh, Prosecco and Caribbean Crush. And Naresh Lyle said this podcast would be good with any drink. So that's another reason to listen or watch. Tanvir is on the ones and twos. We will test Tanvir right this second. How are you, Tanvir? I'm doing good. Tanvir has no footballing knowledge. Doesn't know about any players. <laughs> So much so um, that we're trying to find high-level players. And, and, and there's and loads. And he didn't know who Andrei Kinchelskis was. Andrei Kinchelskis? Yeah. He's a Man United. What was your reason? What, was, what makes it okay again? Um, <coughs> so, <laughs> basically, it's like... Don't be nervous. Why would I waste my time going all the way back when it's not going to change anything in my life now? I'd rather think about the weekend and, like, Watch some TV. <laughs> yeah, that is they, <laughs> that is that. that is dangerous millennial thinking. Yeah, it is. Let's just concentrate on the now mm. and not Let's obsess not over the, the past. past. Yeah, where he's right though. It doesn't. It is an element of truth. Like it's not going to change my day anyway, unless yeah. I'm doing like a sport or quiz. Do you ever, like? I get what he's coming from. He's like saying actually, footballers football's a little bit sad, isn't it? It's sad. It's geeky. Yeah, like we're that's we're being honest. Be it's the most, be the most socially acceptable. It's like Warhammer, but socially acceptable. Yeah, you are allowed to be a bit nerdy when it comes to football. And but actually, like, if you know something really far-fetched, people are like... But I'm not even talking about the geeks. I'm talking about anyone who goes and watches football. All, all of it's a little bit... It's a little bit... It's a little I'm, not bit. Sh- I'm not sure that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, look, it is. It's like you go to football and you're, spending, you're watching men play a game and you sing songs with other men and women mm-hmm. and, and there's no point to it. It's just constantly revolving. There's never any ultimate winner. No. It and ends, it just never—it's always changing, and it, it never fails to let you down. But you still go anyway, like some sort of abused. Don't. Your weekend starts right here with the one for the weekend podcast. Uh, enema of the states. Ask this, Tambi. Checking in. What is an enema? I don't know. When I was a runner, I had to go out and buy an enema <laughs> for a for a show I worked on. <laughs> Why? It was so. Awkward. Was it the one with Richard Blackwood? No, it was the one with um, uh, Peaches Geldof. Did she do it? She didn't do it. An enema basically clears out your ass, your, your inner workings Cleans of your body, the gets yeah. all the fecal matter out. And lots of porn stars have them so that when they do anal sex, they don't get <laughs> everywhere. God bless them, because I wouldn't want to yeah, see that. Good luck to them. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. It was so awkward. Every, like, every, I had to go to like, pharmacies and stuff, and I was like, this isn't for me, <laughs> just, to, just to be clear. I'm, I'm, with, I gave this really long intro. Because like, so, they must get this all the time, doesn't they? They must be like, just tell me what you want. Like, I've seen it all. But I'm like, I'm like so I'm a runner on this programme, and we've got this item. <laughs> you, you, uh, but the thing is, with the way you look, it could well have been, <laughs> could have been relevant for you. Could it? Would it? Don't. <laughs> could anyway, it? checking in. Danish lad here. <laughs> Just want to hear if Tanvir knows some of the most iconic Danish footballers. So Danish footballers. Danish. 
Right. So does Tanvir know? Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, Man United goalkeeper. <laughs> well well done. Well chucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this guy brackets maybe one of the best players of all time. Michael Laudrup. That's Michael Laudrup. Do you know who he is? Who did he play for? What position did he play? He doesn't know. Uh, I don't know any of those things. Michael Laudrup. <sighs> Nick, uh, Brian Laudrup? <laughs> no, but I have a I know one brother. That's probably his son. <laughs> his son? <laughs> It's his brother. Fuck me. He melts. Evil. <laughs> Nicholas Bentner. Uh, yeah, he's played at Arsenal. <laughs> well done. Daniel Agger. Uh, no. And last one. Uh, Lee Tellknowledge. Lethal Knowledge. No. No? Don't know him. Lethal Knowledge. Fuck's sake. Right, um, big told, fixtures I this week. I told you, I told you that wouldn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. I said, he no, doesn't didn't, know. It didn't he doesn't know him. He doesn't know him, Lisa Knowledge. Because he isn't real, right? So, <laughs> oh, so you made that. someone else. You fucking no, had him there. No, that I, worked. That did that, not let work. Let me in the comments. That bloody worked. It I got him better. there. Lethal Knowledge. Lethal Knowledge. But he's not, he's, <laughs> that was good, you know? And you ruined no, that. No, I haven't you ruined totally it. You rumbled that. But what did you expect people to do? Hashtag little knowledge worked. Hashtag di- little knowledge didn't you work. You said little. So that's knowledge. not a player. I just made that up. Tablet. <laughs> what? See, it worked. I'm bad. Didn't work. I'm bad. Yeah. I don't know who. I don't know who you're on about. All right, let's talk about the football. Come on now. Um, so, finally, um, don't know how to say this to you guys. Um, was having a look at the fixtures, mm. and the responses to my tweet weren't good enough. They weren't funny enough. I'm about standards here. It needs to be funny if we're going to do the derby games, and it weren't funny. There's no so derby. Having, having a week off. There's Very no few derbies. No derbies. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool. Is that a derby? It's not, is it? It's just that there's a huge rivalry. It's in their heads, it's a big game. We're going to talk. Yeah, because the games this weekend is Man United versus Liverpool. Then it's uh, Man City versus. Can Chelsea I just say something? Can I just say something? I never thought there was a media agenda. I never thought there was one. I thought every play, every every fan of a single club thinks that the, there's a media agenda against their their club. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool got a nil-nil draw against Bayern Munich. Great result, right? And you know they do a player ratings. So out of ten, each player, eleven players, hundred and ten points in total. Liverpool, for their nil-nil draw against Man- Bayern Munich, mm. scored a total of seventy-three out of one hundred and ten. If you combine all of their player ratings, okay. Spurs, who beat Dortmund three-nil, dominated them, crushed them, right, seventy-two. Wow. Out of 110. Interesting. How can, in the same newspaper, what are they, what, how can that be? What, so you think the media? I don't know. Do you know what, so I'm, this, just, I'm, I'm going to chuck in disappointing headlines really early here because we kind of have this as well and it was what I wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about this because I think it is interesting. So uh, the BBC Scotland, BBC Scotland have had a, a dispute with Rangers since 2015. So BBC Scotland haven't, haven't gone to Basically, they have obviously they have to report Rangers, Rangers game. games, but they haven't gone to the ground. They haven't been to Ibrox since 2015 because a BBC journalist who I think is a Celtic fan uh, said something that Rangers weren't happy with, and so there's been a dispute them. there, they and so they banned them. Yeah, yeah, and they've been trying to move forward with it. But um, Stuart Robertson, who's the managing director of uh, Rangers, has come out and basically said that. BBC Sports Scene, they're, they're being sort of trialled by a sports scene and there's a, there's a media agenda within the BBC um, against Rangers. And so one thing in particular was about uh, Morellas, who's a striker for Rangers. They concentrate, and the old third game, in the old firm game, they concentrated on 
his actions and and basically dug him out and what they the Stuart Robson doesn't think that was balanced mm. and so they're now kind of BBC have come back and go our editorial is is neutral and fair and I found that whole that whole situation in Scotland is is fascinating that the BBC who I think when you think in terms of brand value BBC has a very strong brand value they will they'll be almost quite independent they'll be they'll on BBC they'll News probably have the best brand value in the world yeah yet they and Celtic fans maybe um God, the boy what's he called? yeah the boy isn't it yeah yeah he's a Celtic fan and he's a smart guy maybe he can let us know on this one um so the fact that BBC have gone we're going to back our journalist instead of going like um, BBC in England with Dan Roan. I think he had a similar thing at might be Man City and they banned him. But the BBC still went there. They just didn't, they just didn't have that journalist go there. Yeah, Matthew but the fact that BBC Matthew are picking the journalist over, over Rangers yeah. when it's a tax-paid thing, I find that whole thing fascinating. But the broader point, I'm sorry, I don't want to get to, which fits with what you were just saying there, mm. is how much power the media and these pundits have on how the talking points for the rest of the week mm. or even during the middle of the week, these, these high profile footballers and pundits, the bias that they have can then lead to this whole idea on a team or a player. I think it's, <coughs> it's really coming to focus in this, this last year with the Raheem Sterling stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. It's, but that's that, the, the media controls every, every talking point on, on every facet of, of society. That's why they're so powerful and that's why it's so much responsibility. And that's why it's alarming when you have owners like Murdoch who um, have a particular agenda they want to perpetuate. Then you're just the, 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 the essentially, you have these massive media conglomerates, newspapers with a huge amount of influence controlling the way people think who gets elected, uh, immigration policy, foreign policy. And do, do you think the, so Raheem Sterling scored the winner and he, all the headlines are, you know, great for him. And he's tweet, he tweeted that, that some of those pictures out going, wow, I need to take a screenshot of this because mm. it might not happen again. And so it shows that whereas pre in previous you know in previous generations you couldn't kind of have that impact the whole raheem sterling thing from the from everyone's response to what he put out there and the fact that he had the ability to put out what he did in that instagram post you know a few months back he's now seeing like better headlines maybe i mean maybe i'm putting two and two together no, no you're not they will they, they there would be a complete consciousness about how they report sterling now and apparently with rangers the, the next time on after all this had happened the next game the the highlights of it you had the rangers player kind of they'd obviously had a word with them and said the rangers guy was going oh i'm not sure if this was a penalty to rangers or not and the guy who wasn't uh, didn't have that rangers bias or that rangers background was going yeah no i think it was a penalty because they're trying to kind of bring that neutrality or, to or it or you're just conscious of it and that they would have said that anyway so you don't know maybe, maybe. Um, but it's interesting how people how how things will get sort of um, put out to the wider wider world but actually, it all comes back to one or two individuals a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that's happening in the Premier League this season? Do you think that's happening with Liverpool? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I just... Uh, it was just... You're just pushing your agenda, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You're just pushing your money. fucking We're all, agenda. All agenda. Look, no one could... No BBC journalist, doesn't matter who they are, and the BBC can't, and it's unfair and I'm incorrect for them to say that they have no bias or agenda because it's run by human beings and every single one is dominated by what they want, absolutely what they want. And just going back to that thing in Scotland, the 
Steve Clark this week, yesterday in fact, came out um, and was being called a uh, Fenian bastard by Rangers fans. And uh, we... No, go on. Well, I, I mean, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no, and, and that, that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, let's not. I, I don't. I, that's bad. And and you know, I, I don't know enough about the subject in order to comment on how bad that is. I just don't know, right? But when I was listening to Talksport, and Jim White was going fucking crazy about this. He was like saying, "I will not stand for this. This is unacceptable." And I'm sitting there going. This is Jim White being hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but this is what's got your goat. Like, all the fucking stuff that's happening in the world. And this is where you draw the line. I hate... I, what's fucked me off more than anything over the last year or two is the outrage. Everybody's outraged by fucking everything. I'm offended. I'm, I don't like what you've just said to me. Then fucking do something about it. That's your responsibility, to do something about it. But it's just like, oh, let's throw someone under the bus. Like, this... Like the, this girl, what's her name? The girl got like abducted by uh, ISIS or influenced. And then I don't know her name. Do you want to find out? On, no, not really. On, on <laughs> Jemima to, on, Bacon. Yeah. Jemima. I, like, why is so many people are tr- like going mental about this? They, they, they're going crazy about this when it doesn't impact your life one bit. She's not going to come over here and blow you up. So why, why is everyone just so angry? Because everyone feels they have a... Well, no, so it's gone from having a right to an opinion to, to almost kind of, you need to have an opinion to stay in the conversation to keep everything moving. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's my fault for having Twitter. It's my fault. I turn the fucker off. Yeah, true. And um, I, I think that people feel a, a, a pressure to display their opinions or whatever, like, all the time. Or same with Instagram, I, same kind of thing. So I, 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 I can't I, I stay said, out of it. You're right. I said, I said, I said in a tweet about Brexit the other day. Because I didn't yeah. vote in Brexit because I didn't understand what I was voting for. And someone responded and went, you abstained with a face on the hand palm. Like, I was wrong for stay not voting in it. something that I didn't understand. I was wrong because I didn't vote. Because it made it, it, that we ended up voting leave, but it's my fault because I didn't understand what I was voting for. It's just fucking pe- it's it's people, isn't it? Fucking know, people. Mate. Anyway, but anyway, then, football, football. But yeah, what a cracking weekend of action we've got this Sunday. Um, Man United versus Liverpool. Man United have won. I'll just give you a second and run through some stats while she calm down. Man United have won seven of their last nine home league matches against Liverpool. That is a good record. I know you don't like the stats. Man United. That is, a, that, is a, that is a mad record. I've got another stat for you. Go on. It's not a stat. It's a fact. Fact. Which is a stat. Yeah, kind of. Um, if Man United beat Liverpool. Oh yeah. Jimbo. It's in Spurs' hands Hello. for the Premier League trophy. Huh? Listen to me. Yeah. If Man United beat Liverpool, if they do, yeah. all Spurs have to do is win every single game. Easy. And the Premier League trophy is ours. Yeah. So what's that? That said, we were, we were looking at this, uh, what was his name? Oh, There's a guy called Nate something or other, and he's like renowned for being a statistician that can like predict things and mm. predicted like pre- presidential elections and stuff. And he's got a website called 538. He says that, so Man City currently have 47% chance of winning the title right now. And Liverpool have, I think it was, I might be getting this wrong, 57%, something like that. Spurs, 1% chance of winning the league. 
Because I think it's because of the play- teams that you've still got to play. Got to play a lot of teams. Seems harsh though, doesn't it? It seems a bit unfair. I'm, I'm just saying. Especially when it's in your yeah. own hands, or could be in your own hands. But if Man United beat Liverpool, it's in our hands. We just have to beat Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool away, Man City away, and then win all the other games as well. Yeah. Plus, you've got Champions League games to, to contend with as well. And the Champions League. Uh, let's concentrate on these two teams. What a percentage a of. Yeah. All right. Come on. That guy's well, a dick. Okay. Paul Pogba. Yeah. His goal against Chelsea on Monday, it was his ninth in 16 games since Solskjaer's arrived. And his cross uh, for Herrera's header was his seventh assist. He's a great player. He's got him going, hasn't he? Solskjaer. Solskjaer at the wheel seems to be the phrase that everyone's chucking out there. Got to, st- got to give him the job. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Oh, hang on. Agenda again. <laughs> Whiff of agenda there. Uh, if he wins this game, that's it, innit? You, go, you have to give it to You've him. You've got to give it. You have to give it to him. Do you want him, do you want him to give the job now? Uh, Is there any Man United fan that would be brave enough to go, I don't think he's the right guy? Yeah, like, like, like yeah. they want Pochettino. They still want Pochettino. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You're going to want what Pochettino it, over Mould Solskjaer. Mould there. What is experience, Tanvir? Well, you get someone like Poch. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In who can actually build a team, build a proper team for like, like to play against PSG or whatever in Champions League games. Has Pochettino got the same? There's elements of experience that Solskjaer has that Pochettino doesn't have. Pochettino won things as a player. That's what you're saying. No, that's Solskjaer not what I'm saying. Won things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he played for who did he play for? PSG. Okay, fair enough. That is a big club. That's true. But oh, actually, at that time, at, at that time, Cup? they weren't doing that great. Yeah, but. What are you saying? Are you saying Solskjaer is a better manager than Pochettino? No, I'm saying he might be a better fit. Hot hot take from all And he's free. He's free. He's cheap as anything. He's not free. We'll have to pay for him. How much do you reckon you have to pay Moldy? How much do you reckon you'd have to pay? Like... 100 grand? No, we'd have to... They'd bite your hands off for that. We'd have to pay into the millions for him. You're, you'd have to pay £45 million for him. The thing I would say (coughs) with Solskjaer... And and, and do you know what this is? What else, right? (laughs) It's the, the arrogance of Man United fans. 
Oh, we don't want Sochaux because we're going to take Pochettino. He doesn't want to come to your football club. He said it a couple of times. Yeah. Listen. He says everything there, doesn't he? If Man United come calling, Pochettino... He'll contradict himself like six times in a press conference. I don't know why you're taking anything he says. I don't... But hang on, Tammy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> that notebook. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Uh, I love that film. I'll take, Great film. I'll take top four. Oh, will you? Uh, Fucking hell. We beat Liverpool. This same guy, stats guy, says um, your chances of being in the Champions League uh, next season, top four. Yeah. 25%, something like that. Low. <laughs> He's got you finishing sixth. Finishing sixth? Fuck this guy. <laughs> 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 fucking fuck fucking That's amazing. Uh, yeah, what do you want? You want Solskjaer or do you want Pochettino? Nah, I'd, if, I, if Solskjaer... Um, if he wins this game, if he wins this game, that means he's beating Spurs, he's beating Chelsea, he's beating Arsenal. I nah, mean, I reckon if we still have the chance to get Poch, I'd take Poch. You, you, can't, you can't mug Solskjaer off like this. Like he's, at some point, you've got to give him the respect and give him the job. The thing that annoys me is... Is the experience thing people going? Oh, he's kind of not been there and done it. Because actually, sometimes it's not. You've got to give people an opportunity to get the experience. Yeah. And with Solskjaer, you had a horrible job at Cardiff. That yeah, put most managers in that job, and Same you're going to struggle a little bit. Uh, look at Mold. Thing with Mold, there is an element of that which does move across to to Man United because you are that is the biggest club in Norway, and so there is a pressure that comes with that. What, and, what is Man United? So no, at Mold. At Mold. The so, Mold are the biggest club in Norway. Yeah. So when you go there, the, although it's on a much smaller scale, what are you loving at? <laughs> I mean, you're so patronising. This Sunday it's League club bigger than Mold. Mold. No, look, the point is, it's a professional football club. You're the biggest club in the in that country, is it? and there's a pressure that comes with that. And so you need players who have the uh, certain outlook and mental strength to be able to deal with that kind of pressure. It's all relative. I, and so when you then move, when you're a player who's spent 10 years or whatever it was at Man United, where you get an understanding of what's necessary to win, you then go and manage, yes, at a smaller scale, Man United. but you get that experience at a club that, is, that has and that kind of pressure. Him moving from there to, to Man United, and I don't think it's, it's, the same, it's the same blueprint. Harry Redknapp always say, just got to have the players. No, but that's Just the thing. Got to have the I, players. I reckon right now everyone, everyone's feeling motivated. Morale's high, but what about when morale isn't high? How is he gonna? How is he gonna go up then? Well, you what don't know. Of, you might. Sort of you don't. Would he bring in in the summer? You've got the thing is, Tammy. It doesn't matter. You've got. A, he's come in and done Brilliant. absolute wonders. He's got big results against some very good teams. That that performance against Chelsea, I watched it and I text Sam Peoples afterwards. Um, and said, look, mate, you, you've got to give Solskjaer a job. And he said, don't worry, your manager's safe. <laughs> I said, fuck you, he's not going there. So like a mafia boss. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, because that, that performance is so accomplished. And do you know what? And, and tactically it was accomplished. Was. Well. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I would say, the one caveat I would say with that game in particular is Chelsea have been found out. They've been totally found out. Yeah, and they are so stubborn. Let's move on to Chelsea. Um, so actually, go on. What are you thinking? When it comes to Man United Liverpool this weekend. We haven't <coughs> spoken about Liverpool much. Apologies for that. But look, you're doing well. You've got a good squad. What, I'm intrigued to see what team you play. I mean, we've, we've done loads on Liverpool over the last yeah, couple have, of years. We have, we have, we have. And actually, there's a video actually, on Monday with Chris and the three key men for Liverpool in the title race. And it's not the three you're thinking of. So what, go and check that out. What's the, girl, the ISIS girl name? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what's her name? You said it. Begum, right? Someone on Twitter said... What would you rather have? Begum come back into the country or Liverpool win the league? 
Bacon back in the country. By 60%. <laughs> Liverpool going to win the league, by the way, just so you know. I don't think so. Did a video on it, and it's like science. I went through the fixtures. You're finishing second. Oh. Joint second. With so actually your third. Um, and Liverpool going to win the league by six points. How do you think? All right. Um, I, 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 think, I think it's going to be a one-all. Tamville. 2-1 United. 2-1 United. What do you think? In my in that video, I said that Man United win this game. So I think they will win this What's game. What's Paycheck's face? No, not in that video. In the video I did on my channel. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea versus Man City. Whiffs of uh, Arsenal Man City last year in the League Cup, doesn't it? Man City looking good, flying, banging in the goals, winning games. Arsenal then really struggling with the manager. Looks like he's probably going to go. In the League Cup? In the League Cup well, did Arsenal last win? year. Yeah, they won 3 uh, No, Man City won 3 1 oh. last year. This year, Chelsea playing. Uh, and also the route to the final. I think Arsenal beat Chelsea in the semi final last year. Right. Chelsea beat your lot in the semi final this time. So, are Chelsea in crisis? Here's a few things that may happen in the next few months. Eden Hazard will confirm Chelsea's worst fears and ask to join Real Madrid, which I think we're all starting to think that's a coming. FIFA could hit Chelsea with a transfer ban. They apparently they've found like 100 examples of them being a bit naughty when it comes to... Underage players. Underage players, not like that. Like Just trying <laughs> to offer them jobs and stuff. How do you know? Yeah, it's all up for grabs at the moment. Um, wrong choice of phrase. UEFA will ban thousands of their fans from the Europa League because of the racism and stuff. <laughs> And uh, Antonio Conte still hasn't been paid <coughs> after leaving, so he might take them to court. Excellent. And you've got an owner who doesn't want to be in the country anymore. And Are they in crisis? And, and you've got uh, a, a manager's job that no one would really want, really, in, the, in their right mind. Like, what self-respecting manager is going to want to go to Chelsea with an impending transfer ban? The fact that you could get sacked at any minute, you could win a league in an FA Cup and then get sacked the next season... So why and 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 the you know one of the best prospects in British football once away, yeah. And do you know what? It's, they, they, it kind of feels like they deserve it. Do you know what? I've been very horrible over. So here. this is my bias. Like you know, I don't like. When I you don't, don't like let a black man on a train, this is the shit that comes back. That happens, Karma. Train is full. Train is full. The train is full. There's no room for him. But so, so look, we could be talking in a week going. Great cool. spirit from Chelsea. Football moves beat fast. Malmo. Football moves Beat fast. Man City. Cool. Beat Spurs. And yeah, then all that's sorts of happen. Take. Calm take. That is the calm take here. Um, uh, my. See, look, uh, I'm not a Chelsea fan. You know that, Flav. People know that as well. But I really. And maybe I'm just going because I want. I want morals to play a part in football. I do feel like this is a lot of negative running of a football club coming home to roost. Especially with the manager situation, like Chelsea fans will be going, "Oh, what about?" So they're starting to turn to Frank Lampard. They're starting to think about Jose Mourinho coming back. <laughs> they're starting to, and then some some people are going, "What about Zinedine Zidane?" Zinedine Zidane? Do you think he's going to? Do you think he'll touch Chelsea with a barge pole? No way. And the reason why that's happening, and the reason why you've got a group of players, and this is the phrase that I, I don't like. This phrase, the kids saying that they downing tools. The bottom line is you, you don't know if the manager's going to make it through a season. And maybe that works at Real Madrid where players, players are so desperate to stay at Real Madrid 
because it's Real Madrid, that they will still kind of put in that effort from a selfish point of view. At Chelsea, I don't think there's the same feeling because they don't have that you know, same history that, that Real Madrid have. So now you've got a manager. I feel sorry for Sarri, uh, to a point. He's been avert, like way too stubborn. And I'm intrigued to see what he does in that Chelsea-Man City game because if he plays Jorginho on his own again... Of course he will. He won't change the system. He has to change it now. No, because he doesn't react in-game. He doesn't react, he doesn't change the system, he doesn't change his formation. He replaces light-for-light light players all the time. True. Like, I just, but it's, it's so obvious. It's such a clear blueprint that it doesn't work. So that, on that level, you've got to give Sari. you have to have a go at Sari for it. Because if he does, nothing changes by staying the same. I would, I would suggest that he's got to go. Definitely got to go. He, he needs to be sacked immediately. But you're never going to gonna get anywhere... Like, it, I'm it not saying I don't think Sari's a bad manager. No, uh, Conte is not a bad manager. No, but the shit Scolari that's, wasn't a bad manager. Ancelotti wasn't a bad manager. The shit that Sari's saying is alarming. That's that's the problem here. Not the results. Not the way he manages his team. The stuff is coming out of his mouth. You're thinking, Jesus, there's a lot wrong there. The problem is, he, look, when you go out and say attack the players, yeah. then you better get a reaction in the you, next couple of games, and he you, hasn't got it. Yeah, pretty much. But where are Chelsea going to be in in a year's time if Hazard's gone? You've got a transfer ban, and Sarri's gone as well. Who's going to be the manager, and when are they going to look? Because a long time they go for a long time. Rory said it loads of times. He goes, "Well, look, it's about trophies. We're a ruthless club, but we win trophies." But so that's we're all, all well and good when you're winning trophies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, look, there was a comment in the uh, in the podcast last week. Going, look, twenty-two trophies or something. In, is it twelve years or something like that, or, or twenty-one years, something like that? Which look, that's that's amazing. Yeah, but that's. Maybe I'm wrong here. Let me know. It's coming to the end of that. Financial fair play is... Sorry, last thing. Unless you change your policy on the youth players that you're bringing through and you give a manager two years minimum. Or the expectations drop so much that it will get back to that point where Emery's getting that a little bit now. The expectations drop so much that finishing fifth or fourth, getting to the Champions League... They're buzzing with that again. It almost needs to drop so to such depths for Chelsea in comparison to what they're used to mm. for them for a manager to be given a chance again. I mean, the thing is, Chelsea aren't a ginormous football club. They are not Man United. They are not Real Madrid. Um, you know, this success of the last 15 years has given them a, a much larger fan base. But they're, say, comparable to Tottenham, maybe, in, in revenue. I can't imagine the revenues are that different. They spend a huge, much more on wages. So yeah, um, I saw an amazing thing about uh, the amount of money that it costs for a Premier League win based on different teams throughout their whole time in the Premier League. Everton's was one of the best, despite all the money they've ploughed in recently. Mm. They for for a Premier League win for Everton, it's about three million cost them. They've spent over their period in the Premier League, they've spent one coming up to one billion on wages. Mm. Chelsea has spent two point six billion. They've won trophies, yeah. so like, fair enough. But the amount of money that they've thrown at it is not the amount of money that... It's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. And you can't do it in the, in the, with financial fair play. And in order to spend that kind of money, you need to generate it. So you need, it's a base on income. So you know, if, if, if you, they can no longer spend freely just to guarantee success or give them the best chance of success, then what are they? They're a club without much identity at the moment. That's mm. chopped and changed. Um, 
that, that's bought in players that don't really care about the club. And, you know, you could argue that most people would do it, but obviously Pochettino, and I only bring back to Spurs each time because that's what I know. But Pochettino talks so much, so much about spirit and that people, the, the, the players having the right mental attitude. Whereas at Chelsea at the moment, it just seems like they don't. Hazard seems like he's playing for himself or he wants out. And they created that. They created that sort of soulless sort of lack of identity. Yeah. They created it by the way they went about their success. And now, like you said, the chickens are coming home to roost somewhat. Um, just giving you a 15-minute warning. Okay. Have we got enough spite time? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we can, we can rattle. We can rattle through. Well, 10-minute warning. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stick around. This could get hectic. Uh, so we will have to move on because I want to get to three. Three from the community. So, we you in when it comes to the League Cup final, very quickly? Uh, I'm saying Man City 5-0. <sighs> Pumping. Ouch. And all those sad little Chelsea fans getting in crying. They beat us 5-0 in the Cup final. I'm going to go 4-0. Free from the community then. Uh, front post football, thank you very much. Uh, I tweeted this out, so if you want to get involved, then uh, let us know what kind of things you want us to talk about. Front post football. Uh, most overrated footballer... Um, from 2000 onwards. I'm going to chuck three out that on. top of my head. Yeah. Let me know in the comments below. Shevchenko came from AC Milan. He was supposed to be the nuts. He was awful. Terrible. R- Rubinho. Bit disappointing, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's like hyped, but then turned shit. It's not overrated. People still consider it to be overrated. But no, but people overrated what they were going to do and then they were Yeah, right. okay. So that's, that's where I came from. Different people have different criterias. And one from Craig in the office, Lukaku. Yeah, but he, that's, he's yeah. gender-ridden, isn't he, there? Racist. Oh, oh, Craig. Racist. Uh, <laughs> a racist. Is there any... Oh, you had one. Go on. Well, I can't remember. Declan Rice, you said. Yeah, a bit of a myth, that kid, isn't he? Thing. Don't know. Um, yeah, Chris Sutton re- said he's better than Eric Dyer now. That's been confirmed. He's, he's the best player than Eric Dyer? What, why? Technically better. What, um, but why? More he, physically imposing. Why, why did he choose Eric Dyer? Because it's a similar kind of... Um, he reminds me of Eric Dyer when Eric Dyer first kind of broke in and had that purple patch. Right. Um, and, uh, you know. Uh, but you I, think he's overrated, do you? I, I don't think he's had time, really, if I'm being honest, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to do it. Right, we had 10 minutes in that. Right. Go on, go on. Uh, okay, uh, Johnny, actually, we can't do three. His one, I'll just read out his tweet. Johnny says this Are Chelsea fans overreacting at Sarri's poor performance? If you gave them fifth and a cup final at the beginning of the season, I reckon they'd have taken that. Ooh, they knew how long it would take to rebuild. Interesting. We've spoken about Chelsea, though. We talked about them being title challengers at the start of the season when they were playing well, weren't they? And Villo Hit T says, Marco Silva, stay or go? Flav likes him. In my opinion, Everton create a lot of chances, but no striker to convert them. Get him out. Get him out. Wow. Get out of that spec. Uh, They're right. They need a number nine desperately, and a good one, not Tosson and Calvert-Lewin. Richarlison doesn't want to play central. He wants to play on the wide and cut in. Uh, There's there's been a lot of mistakes at that club, but a lot of them, initially, you would have thought, like, say, Steve Walsh, he'd done really well at Leicester, then he came in, and he thought he would be good as a um, director of football, but it's not worked. And Allardyce was that was stupid. Probably should have stuck with Ronald Koeman. Too much pressure on him, maybe. Who knows? Let me know in the comments below. You know more than me, Everton fans. Niche rules. Conrad's back. Got another. No, I don't think this is true. Just say, give me true or not, right? Right. Conrad Ostrowski, twice in the podcast. Incredible. I've got another niche fact for you this week. Under the original rules of association football, if a crowd remains absolutely silent throughout the entire game, the result doesn't stand. 
alcoholics in it. Last week we asked you this. I won 49 caps for my country, scoring five goals. During my career I played in Scotland, England, Brazil, Spain and Australia uh, and in England. Uh, the only trophy I won was the League Cup. I am also a World Cup winner. Who am I? Few people got this first person I saw that got it was Direct Message. The answer was Janino. This week we asked you this. I was born in... This is tough. I was born in 1986 and I am a midfielder. I played in England between 2011 to 2014. And then again, 2015, 2018. I played in the 2016 FA Cup final. I also played for my country at the Euro 2012, Euro 2016, and 2014 World Cup. Who am I? Is it Diara? No. Uh, I got a quick message from Adam Rosebaum. Something he didn't manage to get, get across on the, uh, cool. on the phone. He says, back in your shit little box, if I see you at the game, I'll lob you off the bridge. Pass it off and tea. Lobby off the bridge. What bridge? I don't know. Is there a bridge there? I don't know. Who would know? Yeah, there is a bridge. Uh, right. Because his time is against us, do we go straight to Flames Advice? I've got your Get Your Bits Out for the Lads, which we'll say, let's save that for next week. Got a new Get Your Bits Out for the Lads. Actually, you can help us with this. So this is what he wants for next week. Jad Hadir, like this one. You guys should do a shag, marry, kill football theme. Of course, each one of you tells the other one. So you guys, let us know in the comments below. Shag, marry, kill, and we'll answer a few next week. Out of me, Tanvir, and Jim, shag, marry, kill. Let us know in the comments below. That's good, that. Faceless. No one knows what Tanvir looks like. Um, Do you? Yeah. Nah, they won't. You're well liked. So do you want Flames advice, or do you want footballers' wangs? Footballers, there are a couple of footballers' wangs. Is there? Yeah, but we could say... Let's let's see Flames advice next week, because I haven't got time for that. Okay. Oh, no Flames advice. It'd be fuming. Yeah, but we'll do double next week. Okay. Uh, Footballers Wangs, Anthony Bax made this very good point. I'm surprised that Footballers Wangs segment is not called Wang for the Weekend. Fair point. Yeah. But we have two Wangs this week. That would have been clever. Back back with full force. (laughs) Joe Hughes says this, I'm a Liverpool fan. This all happened a few years ago. I went for a night out after the Liverpool QPR game. I feel like I've read this before. Anyway, Carragher's last game for us at Kingdom, <coughs> best club in the world. Oh, sorry, in Liverpool. <laughs> I badly needed a shit. So I made my way to the other side of the club where the toilets were situated. I sat down and began to let it all out. I heard the door to the toilets open and someone beginning to have a piss. Suddenly, the loudest fart I've ever heard in my 26 years <laughs> rang through the toilets burning my nostrils. I finished my shit and opened the cubicle, only to see Daniel Agger enjoying a long piss. I accidentally took a slight look at his wang. (laughs) Accidentally. Accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally. Nonsense. A picture I've never managed to get out of my head. And then he doesn't say if it's big or not. Um. I'd imagine it's like... You, you know, often you just think, oh, his willy's the same shape as him. It's like, Daniel Agger should be really long. <laughs> and then Quite thin. <laughs> Lots of tattoos on the side of it. And uh, second footballer's way, we are treating you this What week. is it about men that go in the toilets and just think it's fine to let rip? Like, <laughs> especially in football. Like, it doesn't happen anywhere else. The minute you get in the toilets. <laughs> I would say, though, that 70% of my wees uh, lead to me wanting at least to fart. And maybe hold it in. There is a kind of there's a release there, isn't there? So often it can. 
Owen1417, footballers wangs. The year was 2016 on a cool spring afternoon. Good to know. I went to a five-a-side tournament at the fortress that is Carrow Road, which, as you know, is home to the Mighty Canaries. When we arrived, we were greeted by a club legend, Grant Holt. But this would not be the last time we saw him. Oh, no. He was playing for another team there on the day, and they clearly had an unfair advantage, but the result of this tournament is irrelevant. However, not the same can be said about this one man's trouser snake. Oh, yeah. Our team all got in the showers after our last game, and in walked the man himself, Mr. Grant Holt. And as all of our eyes locked on with what I can only describe as a weapon of ass destruction, there was an overwhelming feeling of inadequacy in the showers for the rest of the day. How long was he in the shower? Uh, one of my friends could have swore he saw it peeping out of the bottom of his shorts during one of the games as well. So Grant Holt has a big boy <coughs> as well. Good. Oh, Joe, last thing just to say. I'll, I'll leave it here because uh, the, the guy, uh, the guy with the, the gay friend. Oh, yeah. I'll leave this hanging as well and we'll have to give the advice next week. But just to explain the situation, because we said at the start of the podcast, we're going to offer yeah. that up. Okay. Brett Oxford, uh, he said last week that he, there was you know, a love thing going on. So I just wanted to update, guys. Bit of a cliffhanger for next week. Okay. All right, lads, just checking in. Not going to lie, I need help here. I can't handle the situation alone. So the lay of the land is this. I've done a lot of, work, of the work already. Well done. Me and the said girl have been on a couple of dates including quite a successful one on Valentine's Day, where we became quite close. Everything between us two seems to be running along smoothly. Great news, Brett. However, her mate, who I will clarify is a bloke. Gay Ben. Gay Ben? That's his name. Is that what you're going to call him? Gay Ben, okay. Has found out and really doesn't like our situation. Now, initially, I just thought this bloke's a bloody tosser, ain't he? However, I've learned a big piece of information from a third party, which has just sent me up shit creek without a paddle. Turns out, the reason this guy doesn't want me and his mate together is because he fancies me. So gay Ben fancies Brett. Yeah. <laughs> gay Ben. That's fine. Now I will clarify, nothing wrong with that, each to their own. Thank you. But he's trying to spread- Just don't come in my face of it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's trying to spread butter with a spoon here, lads. It's just not happening. <laughs> Now he's extremely, extremely close with the girl in question. And so if I'm going to commit to this girl, I'm going to have to bear, bear the friend. And knowing what I know, I'm not sure I could manage it. The girl herself is gorgeous and we click well, but he is showing no signs of leaving. And I actually don't know what to do here. To add to this, I found out through subtle conversations with the girl that he tried to tell her not to try for a, re- a relationship with me because he couldn't see us together. I'm honestly stuck because knowing what I know about this bloke, I'm not sure I could spend all the time around him. I'd have to if I, if I got with her. Any opinions or advice would be appreciated. Love the pod, lads. Keep it up. Just do one of them. And on just that like, note. Just like. That's your advice, is it? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> what is he, what's he doing with that? Is he holding her hand with the other one? <laughs> no, he's just got that limp. Just hanging there. <laughs> Where's the girl? <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
Brett will give you some proper advice next week, <laughs> but we just wanted to update the community. Guys, get involved. Let us know your thoughts on this situation and on Flood's behaviour in the comments below. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're new to the, <laughs> new to the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. Let us know your thoughts and comments below. Like this video. Bye. And we'll see you next week. Sorry. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 